We are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. But let's get into the word today. I got something I want to share with you. Are you enjoying our series, My Big Fat Mouth? Has anybody been learning about the power of your words? Right? Well, this is the last installment, and everybody said, Oh, I wanted to get a few more jabs, right? Uh, It's been challenging, one of those series that challenges each and every one of us. Um, If if you weren't able to be here, uh, the first two messages, the first one we talked about the problem with complaining, and then last week we talked about the problem with criticism. And so our our series scripture is found in Proverbs 18.21. Check it out on the screens. Words kill, words give what? They're either what? Poison or fruit. You choose. It's your choice. Have you ever said some words and you wish that you could just grab them and put them right back in your mouth? Anybody besides me? You guys are so holy today up in the eleven. Um, I've said a lot of words that have not given life. Uh, another translation says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So we can create our future, words of life or words of death. They're either poison or fruit, and it's your choice. Um, Today we're going to close out the series, and today I want to talk to you about the problem with, get ready for it, the problem with lying. exactly how I thought this would play out. So because of your uh, enthusiasm, I'm going to ask you to participate in a a few questions because I know you're so excited about this topic today. How many of you have ever told a lie? Now, if your neighbor's hand's not up, please look at them in the eyes and say, you're lying about lying. (laughs) Yeah, tell them you're lying about lying. Second question, you ready for it? Brace for it. How many of you have told a lie in the last 24 hours? Thank you for your honesty. Wow. Thank you guys for being honest. Everyone else can be dismissed to the room in the basement where we pray for liars. Because the stats say, listen to this, the stats say this, that the average person lies four times a day. Let's keep moving along. It's going to get better, we hope. Another study shows that 60% of people can't have a 10-minute conversation with someone they meet without lying. Can't have a 10-minute conversation without lying with someone that they first meet. Um, Why do we lie? Um, Many reasons. We lie to impress, don't we? We lie to cover up our mistakes. We lie to avoid conflict. We lie to blame shift, don't we? We lie to get away with something. We lie because we're afraid. And some of us, we lie because it's all we know is a lie. It's our lifestyle. And God has a lot to say about it. 
And, you know, this isn't here to beat anybody up, this message, but we're here to help you along your journey. Each and every one of us deal with lying, including me. And you're going to see different ways that we lie that maybe we've never seen it in that light before. And God has a lot to say about it. In Proverbs 12, it says this, the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. The Lord detests. You know what that word means, detests? It means it makes him nauseous when we lie. Another scripture, Proverbs 6, talks about the seven things God hates, and number two on that list is a lying tongue. It's amazing it's ahead of those hands who shed innocent blood. A lying tongue are one of the things that God hates. Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. He says, since you have heard about Jesus and you have learned the what? Truth that comes from him. Throw away your what? Old sinful nature and your former life. Throw off your formal, former life. Which is what? Corrupted by two things. Lust and a lie. Your former life. Before you came to Christ. The foundation of it was lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes so I don't have to be connected to my past. I don't have to be connected to the old life. Nope. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. What do you do? Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Uh, By the way, stop telling lies. This is Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the what? For we are all parts of the same body. Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus and he takes chapter four and he really hits on this separation that must take place with the church. And the reason being is because they were going back to the Gentile ways. And Paul writes to them and is talking about there must be a separation from the old life, the old thinking, because now, church, you are a new creation. There, there's something new. There's a new life for you. He says, hey, um, I need some of you to quit lying to yourself because you're going back and forth, in and out. You're going back from the old nature and then coming to the new nature and you're vacillating between two lifestyles. This is Paul speaking and he's talking about the church lying. It's kind of like this. Um, It's kind of like this. Think of a prisoner who is released, who is released from prison. Let's say he's been in prison for 30 years. He gets released from prison But he still wears the prison clothes and acts like a prisoner and not as a free man. Um, The first thing we would tell him is, um, you need to change your, come on, work with me, clothes, right? Like the orange jumpsuit, that was cool for 30 years, but you're not in bondage anymore. You're still trying to be connected to that old way of living. And you need to take the orange jumpsuit off. You need to throw it off and you need to put on some new clothes. You need to take the old way of thinking off 
and you need to put on the new way of thinking, the way Christ wants you to think, right? If I have a fear as a pastor, if I have a fear, here's what it is, that some of you live right here. You live right here. You're you're saved. You've accepted Jesus into your life. You come to church. You even serve on the dream team. But you're living a lie because you have not disconnected from the old nature. The former way of life is still a part of your life. Paul's saying, hey, quit going back and forth. Quit straddling the old nature, the new way. God has a better life for you. And if you're still connected, you know what you, you know that every day your old nature is gonna call you, but you have the choice whether you pick up the phone or not. Oh, it's gonna call you with a lie. Hey, you are better off hanging with them. You are better off being around those old friends. They accepted you. The church people don't accept you like they accept you. You're you're better off. The old nature calls and tells you, hey, that pain that you got, just mask it with your choice of substance. Just mask it. It's okay. Just mask it. The old nature calls and tries to get you to be sexually active with him because he said he loves you. The old nature will always call, but you have the choice whether you pick up the phone or not. Paul's saying, hey, guys, come on, man. I taught you better than this. You got to throw it off. You got to throw him off. Come on now. You got to throw that environment off. You got to throw that substance off, and you got to walk in the new nature, the brand new creation that Christ has made you to be. Hmm? Hmm? Paul was saying for, for the Christian, for the believer, there must be a break with the past. Or I like to say a breakup with the past. Quit cheating on God with your past. He should be the only lover in your life. Quit cheating on God with your past and break up with your past. Throw off those old mindsets, those old thoughts that try to bring you back and try to get you to live a lie. That's the old way of living. That's the old way. If you're always connected to the old way, you can never walk in the new way, the new mindset, the new life, the blessed life that God has for you if you're always going back to the old. God has something great for you. You're his child. He loves you. Even if you find yourself every day going back to the old. I want to tell you in the middle of this message, he still loves you. He will never give up on you. But there is a better life for you. There's a better life. Paul said, hey, quit lying because it's affecting your neighbors. It's affecting everybody that sees you at the job. It's affecting your family because you're vacillating between the new life and the old life. And we are one body, Paul says, and your decisions to answer the call back to the old lifestyle are affecting the people that are around you and the people that are closest to you. Let's try another scripture. I can see how this is going. (laughs) Throw off the old nature, put on the new. Stop telling lies and tell the truth. Let's look what Jesus said about the devil. 
John 8, 44. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the what? There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. His native language is called... Someone's listening. Lionese. Lionese. We are never more like our spiritual enemy, the devil, than when we lie. We are never more like our spiritual enemy, the devil, than when we lie. It is his nature. It is who he is. He is the father of lies. He knows no truth. He only comes to us with a lie. He only speaks lies. Perhaps this is the reason God hates lying so much because God's spiritual enemy and our spiritual enemy, the prince of darkness, his number one weapon is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. How does the devil's plan work? I want to show you a few ways that the devil plans and plots to get us back to that old nature. Number one, he gets you to lie. He gets you to start speaking his native language. Most of this, not all of it, most of this starts when we're young. Most of this starts when we're a child. And if we're not corrected in the home that we're raised in, we carry it through our adult life. We carry it into our marriage. We carry it in as adults. He gets us to exaggerate our stories to impress friends. Gets us to cheat on a test. Gets us to lie about where we're at. Where were you at? I was at so-and-so's house. And we lie about it. Gets us to make up something about someone we don't like. And then a lot of us carry this into our adult life. And then we do something we call white lies. Partial truths. Don't we? And we don't, we don't tell the full truth. We leave out details that make us look bad. And some of us lie because we're afraid of the consequences. We lie because we have a fear of rejection, some of us. Some of us lie because we always want to look competent. We always want to look like we have it all together. And if that compromises that, then we tell a partial truth. It's amazing how often, because of our sinful nature, we choose to speak the devil's language. I wish I could say I've never done this, but that would be a lie. That would be a lie because I found myself throughout my life telling partial truths. I found myself not following through on my word that I told somebody. I found myself exaggerating to my pastor friends in order to look good. And I think we all could agree that we've all been there, right? And we're all on this journey together, right? And we're following Jesus. There's no perfect people, no perfect church. But if we're going to be more like Jesus, come on, we got to address the problem with lying. we got to address it. So number one, he gets you to lie. Number two, he gets you to lie to yourself. This is where so many live. This is where so many live. It's not just lying to others, but you're really lying to yourself. Um, you start to rationalize your lies, and you end up telling more lies to cover up those lies. Some lie so often that you believe your own lies. You're living in your own lies of reality, right? We tell ourselves it's not a big deal. It's not hurting anyone. At least it's not like those big sins that the other people I know deal with. We lie to ourselves. I can quit this addiction at any time. No, you can't. Only the power of Christ can break that addiction over you. 
when you surrender to him, he will break that over you. We lie we, to ourselves. We say, I can forgive any time I want. I just choose not to. No, you can't. Not without the power of Christ. It's only when you release that does God's power and love come in you and give you the power to say, I forgive you for the hurt you caused me. We lie to ourselves and we say, it's, it's not my fault. It's everyone else's fault. I'm the way I am. We lie to ourselves and we say, I'm just a victim and nobody understands. Let me, let, me, let me say this. You may have been violated. You may have been abused physically, sexually, mentally. And there's a process of healing for you. And I am so, I am, I, I feel so bad that some live in that reality. But there comes a point in your life where you get the healing. There comes a point in your life where you go through the process and you realize I am not a victim anymore. I am a victim tour through Jesus Christ. And I don't need anybody to play the violin for me. I'm going to use what happened to me for the glory of God, and I'm going to help other ladies, I'm going to help other men come out of this. That's what I'm going to use my pain for. It's going to have purpose. It's not going to have me at home eating a five gallon of ice cream every night, feeling bad for myself, posting on social media 30 years later that I was abused, that I was hurt. No, I'm going to use my pain for a purpose. That's for somebody today. That's for somebody today. We lie to ourselves. We say, I'm just too busy to follow through on what I told them I would do. Too busy. Some people, they never follow through with their word. They're lying. That's a lie. Or, or we lie to ourselves and, and we say, it's okay that I didn't do everything I told them I would do on that business deal. I left a few details out, but they'll never know. We're lying. We're lying to ourselves. We say, no one will know I, came in, I come in late every day, even though I still get paid for it. You're lying to yourself. I know it's hard to swallow. I'm struggling too up here, guys. What's the devil's plan? Get you to lie, number one. Number two, get you to lie to yourself. And the third thing, get you to live a lie. Get you to live a lie. To claim one thing, but... Do something entirely different. Now, now, obviously I don't believe this is the majority here, but it's definitely for some here and some listening. You're living a lie. Maybe you come to church, but live entirely opposite to God's word outside of the church. You know the truth, but refuse to walk in it. Some of you have been saved 20, 30, 40 years. You know the truth, but refuse to walk in the truth. Other of you are new, are new Christians, new believers, and you're still being pulled back to the old nature. We're going to walk with you through that process. There comes a point, though, where you throw it off and you don't look back. Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind me, and I press forward to the things that are ahead of me. You're going to come to a point where you're never going to look back over your shoulder again. And this church is here to walk with you through that. But there's some of you that know the truth but refuse to walk in it. Lies bring bondage. The truth brings freedom. Lies bring bondage. The truth brings. Is this helping anybody? Because I've preached it four times, and I think I'm getting freer every time. Every time. I preached it yesterday morning to the squirrels, and five of them gave their heart to Jesus. 
Add that to the soul count. <laughs> Maybe at the office, they know you as a strong Christian guy that doesn't drink, chew, and run with those who do. But at home, you're a raging porn addict. Maybe for some, it's this amazing life you portray on Facebook. Everything is perfect in my world. But deep down, you're depressed and discouraged. Maybe you're the Pinterest perfect mom who always looks like she has it all together. You know the mom that's got the new decor for fall already planned out for her whole house, including the five bathrooms she has. There's little pumpkins and little leaves and little give thanks signs everywhere. And those will stay out until Christmas time and then Jesus is the reason for the season signs are in every bathroom. Okay, I love Jesus, but I just wanna go to the restroom in peace. And, and, and every, our kids got to all be matching for pictures. Every hair got to be in place. You know, the Pinterest perfect mom, right? Um, the reality is she's worn out. She's stressed out. Um, she doesn't have it all together. And um, she's battling depression and thoughts of ending her life. That's the reality for some people. Get you. The devil wants you to lie. He wants you to lie to yourself, and he wants you to live a lie. That's that's his M.O. That's what he wants to do for each and every one of us. Maybe everyone sees your marriage as a godly one, but in reality, at home, it's a mess. He wants you to live a lie. I'm thankful that we don't have to live a lie. I'm thankful that God's truth sets us free. God's truth sets us free. Who is the devil? The father of lies. His tool is to deceive us away from the truth. We believe that truth has a name. Oh, come on now. I'm turning the corner. Now you can shout. The worst is over. We believe truth has a name and his name is Jesus. Come on, somebody. Jesus said in John 8, 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Lies bring bondage, truth brings freedom. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Satan has a plan to get you to lie. Satan has a plan to get you self-deceived and to get you to live a lie. But God has a better way. God has a better plan. Come on, rejoice for that. I'm thankful. What's God's plan? Who wants to know? Just Mama B? Who wants to know God's plan? Here it is. Here's God's plan. That we confess to God for forgiveness and to others for healing. Read this with me. That we confess to God for and to others hmm so this is God's plan for me to walk in the truth you got it we confess to God for forgiveness well when do I confess to God 
when you sin? Well, I sin a lot. Start confessing a lot. (laughs) But what's going to happen is that a lot, you're going to move from the a lot sin place. I know it's bad English. It's okay. Work with me. Because you're going to start living this life and you're going to be further and further from that old nature. And you're going to say, God, I, I know you're faithful. You're just to forgive me of my sin. I know it's the goodness of God that leads me to repent. I don't want to live this life. I believe that lie. I took, the, I took the bait, hook, line, and sinker. But God, that's not who I am. That's my old way of living. That's my old. I shouldn't have went to that party. I shouldn't have drank. I shouldn't have did those pills. I shouldn't have been with her alone. I knew I shouldn't have. And all of a sudden, you live this life of repentance. And all of a sudden, you start to connect with other people in your life. And you start to confess to them for healing in your life and all of a sudden you're walking and you're not even looking over your shoulder anymore on the past uh, because there is a bright future ahead of you. We confess to God for forgiveness, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, sometimes he forgives you. That's not the scripture? Why put it on the screen? What's wrong with the rest of you? Let's read it. He is what? Oh, he's faithful. Some of the times, all the times, and he's just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So when I lie, I can get forgiveness. Now, I don't lie because of forgiveness. Oh, come on now. I'm going to mess with some of y'all. You see, grace isn't the license to sin. It's the power to say no to sin. It's the power to say, no, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am not tangled to my old way of living. That old mindset, that old thinking. That man has died and a new man has risen. Come on, somebody. He forgives us. He cleans us up. He forgets as far as the east is from the west. That's how far he's removed our transgressions from us. His grace covers us. His grace cleans us up. And I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm thankful that I've needed it in my time of need. I needed it this week. Did you? I needed it. But then, but then, watch, watch. James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. This is why we need each other. This is why you, in four to five weeks, need to get in a small group. Right here. Because part of you growing on your spiritual journey is not only asking for forgiveness from God, but it's also confessing to others so that you may be healed, the scripture says. Why? Because there's somebody God is going to bring across your path who's been through what you're facing right now. And they got the healing for you. But you got to connect with them. You got to do life with people. We're not called to be lone rangers. We're not called to be out on an island. We're not called just to come to church, sit there, not know anybody, not talk to anybody. No, we're called to do life together in the context of community. Life is meant to be done in circles, not in rows. It's hard to do life here when we're in rows on Sunday. It's not the purpose of Sunday church. We're here to do life in circles, a group of 8 to 10 to 12 people who we do life with, who is there for us, that we can say, hey, I've been dealing with this. Can you pray for me? Hey, I messed up here. Can you help me? 
Hmm? We confess to God for forgiveness. We confess to people for healing. You need to talk to somebody. <laughs> I need to talk to somebody. There are a few individuals that I talk to, that I confess to, that I need healing from. There are a few phone calls that are hard for me to make. I'm just being honest. There are a few phone calls that are hard for me to make with the accountability partners that I have. But I need it. I need it. I, I can't be a lone ranger. I, I can't try to do this on my own. And God never intended for me to. And he never intended you to do it alone. You need others in your life. You need people. When confession comes, healing starts. Some of you in here today have carried a lie with you your whole life. You took the bait of Satan early on. And maybe it was because of some bad environments you were in, some bad behaviors that you learned from that were never corrected. Could be that. But you've lived a lie your whole life. It, it, it's very hard for you to tell the truth on, on just simple things. Did you eat the last piece of pizza? No. <laughs> it's like, we're not, we're not doing time for it. I mean, you know, I know that those are fighting words in most houses, especially mine. Like, who, who, like on, in my house, you put sticky notes on food. I, I ain't even playing. If you touch, I break your hand. Daddy, sign daddy. You're going to eat my leftover barbecue. We're going to fight. Like, yeah, we're going to fight in the front yard. You call DCS or whoever. I don't, I'm going to fight. <laughs> I'm fighting for my food. I love food too much. Y'all are making me hungry. Stop. Stop. Huh? And we, we, we lie over little things. And we tell partial truths to our kids, to our spouse, to our friends for us to look good. I want us to work on this as a church, as Christ followers. All of us. All of us. All of us. Oh, I know you think you never told a lie with your halo so crooked on your horns. <laughs> oh, I'm having fun today. I close with one serious question. What would it feel like for some of you to wake up tomorrow morning and say, I have no secrets? For some of you, that just hits you right in the heart because you're like, what would it feel like to wake up and say, I'm not hiding anything from my spouse, from my kids, from my coworkers, from my family? What would it feel like? Because some of you, for the first time in your life, are going to wake up tomorrow and feel like that. Because you're going to ask God for forgiveness, and you're going to go to others for healing. You see, see, this church is all about walking with people through the pain, through the mistakes. We're, we're all about walking with, we're not, we're not all about, <laughs> you messed up, you dirty old rotten sinner, you. No, no, th this is a hospital. We're, we're here to get you back to health. And some of you are in intensive care, and that's okay. But you're going to get moved down a floor and another floor, and eventually you're going to be walking on your own. And then you're going to go help someone else who's in intensive care. Because we, we, we got to help each other. We all need help. We're all messed up in some area. 
We're all a couple sandwiches short of a picnic. Come on, somebody. <laughs> what would it feel like that you wake up and you say, I have no secrets. I know I get, I've been completely forgiven and I've confessed to others that I've done wrong, that I've lied to. So therefore healing has taken place. I'm free. I'm, the weight has been lifted. I'm free. I don't have to worry about the conversation I have with so-and-so when I see them. I don't have to wonder, what did I tell them? How did I say that? What did I promise them? No, no, I'm telling the truth. I don't have to think about it because I tell the truth now. And the truth brings freedom. Lies bring bondage, but the truth brings freedom. We're called to walk in freedom. We're called to walk in freedom. When your old life calls, don't pick up the call. Oh, it's going to call. A few hours. Monday morning, it's going to call. It's going to call. Hey, you're looking sexy on Monday. It's going to call. It's going to call. You have the choice whether to pick up the call or not. Eh, denied. Eh, denied. Not even letting you go to voicemail. Denied. Don't, let, don't listen to the voice of the old life. No, don't let them leave a voicemail. No, don't let them. Oh, I just want to invite you out to this party we're having. I know you, you know, so-and-so going to be. Yeah, we're going to be getting tipsy. Dropping it like it. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. We're going to walk in the freedom. Because he who the sun sets free is free indeed. You're called to walk in freedom, not bondage. You're called to walk in freedom, not bondage. Bow your heads with me. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball, you've taken some wrong turns, you've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me. In Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you, find a good local church. If, if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.